0: this lobster diver claims that he was swallowed by a humpback whale i know it sounds crazy but michael packard was swimming off the coast of cape cod trying to find lobsters when suddenly this big huge humpback whale wrapped its mouth around michael and engulfed him Michael at first didn't know what had happened and he just felt blackness and then he realised I'm inside of a whale's mouth. He started to freak out. He started to get scared and think I'm never going to see my wife and children again and then before he had chance to think about these things within 30 seconds the whale spat Michael out. Now, many people have actually accused Michael Packard of telling a pack of lies. Why have they done this? Well, Michael suffered very minor injuries and people say, how can you come out of a whale's mouth with just a few scratches? That all being said, there is actually one man who totally believes Michael's story. This man is called Rainer Shim, And Rainer Shim is a wildlife conservationist who spends much time in the ocean filming wildlife. And in 2019, Rainer had a similar encounter to Michael except for this time when he was swallowed by the whale someone caught it on camera and he has photographic (laughs) evidence to prove it so if it is very possible for a human being to be swallowed whole by a whale why is it that so many people say that the story of Jonah is a load of nonsense. For those of you who've never ever heard the name Jonah before, Jonah was a man in the Bible who was told to go and preach to the people of Nineveh. The people of Nineveh had been doing wicked things and God said, I am going to bring judgment upon this people. So Jonah, I want you to go ahead and I want you to warn them. But Jonah ran away from God. He went down to a place called Joppa, got on a boat and went as far away as possible from Nineveh, trying to get to a place called Tarshish. As Jonah's on the boat, a great storm came upon the sea. And it was clear that God was angry with Jonah. So eventually Jonah was thrown into the sea and the storm was stilled. But what do you think was lurking around in the depths of the sea? God had prepared a great big fish and it came and it swallowed Jonah whole. I know this is gonna sound totally crazy, but some Christians actually believe that Jonah died in the belly of the fish. And let me let you into a secret. I'm actually one of those Christians. Why have I come to this conclusion? Well, it's so interesting. When you read Jonah chapter 2, you can hear Jonah sort of prophesying. As he prays, it's almost as if he's predicting his death. Now I don't want to force my opinions on anybody but I'm just going to read some verses from Jonah chapter 2 and I want you to do the work. You tell me, do you think Jonah really did die in the belly of the fish? Jonah chapter 2 verse 2 says this, out of the belly of Sheol I cried," And Sheol is another word for the grave, the abode of the dead. Verse 5, the waters closed in over me to take my life. Verse 6, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Verse 7, when my life was fainting away. Now perhaps you still disagree with me and that's absolutely fine. You know me by now. I'm not the guy who likes to have debates and arguments with anyone. But can I just ask you this huge big question? If Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and if that was the most important thing, the resurrection, why did Jesus Christ use Jonah as a sign of his bodily resurrection if Jonah never died? Listen to the words of Christ, he said this, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And as the story goes, I believe it's interpreted like this. Jonah was swallowed by that fish. He died in the belly of the whale. And then when that fish spat him out, or the Lord made the fish to vomit him out. Jonah was resurrected and brought back to life. Again perhaps you still disagree with me but you've got to ask the question what was Jesus talking about when he was talking about Jonah and his bodily resurrection so Jonah is the first story that many people believe to be fake but it's 100% true but what's the second one well since we started talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ let's consider that one because many people say to me the Lord Jesus Christ he didn't really rise from the dead listen to what the apostle Paul said if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. So in other words, Paul is saying this, if Jesus Christ didn't really raise himself back from the dead, well then Christianity is a hoax and every single one of us Christians has been wasting our lives worshipping a dead saviour. But everyone now take a deep breath because the resurrection is actually one of the best attested facts In world history and if you're a skeptic if you're an atheist if you're someone who does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ I'm going to give you three hard questions that I want to ask you if you doubt that the resurrection is really true number one what year were you born in suppose you were born in 1997 1997 years after who after Jesus you see we measure our timeline because of Jesus Christ AD stands for in the year of our Lord BC stands for before Christ when Jesus rose from the dead he shook the world so much that he split time in two and now right now everything we do every event in world history is measured back to that one fact that Jesus rose from the dead so if Jesus Christ didn't really rise from the dead why is it that your birthday is measured after a carpenter who lived 2,000 years ago in a place called Nazareth. Number two, Jesus Christ, after he rose from the dead, appeared to 500 eyewitnesses. And not only were they eyewitnesses, a good proportion of them were also martyred. You see, the Romans, the Jews, the, the religious leaders, they did not want this news to escape that Jesus Christ had rose from the dead. They did not want this Christianity to blow up. So they said to some of those men who said, we're gonna preach Christ, we're gonna preach Christ crucified and the resurrected Lord, there's nothing that's gonna stop us. Those religious leaders, those Romans said, Be quiet or we will put you to death and they said no we cannot be quiet we must preach what we have seen and so many of them died for what they saw. Simon the Zealot was allegedly sawn in two. Andrew was crucified. James was executed. Matthew was slain by a halberd. Some say that Bartholomew was beaten, then drowned. Thomas was stabbed with spears. James, son of Altheus, was stoned. And tradition tells us, you remember Peter in the Bible. Well, Peter was told he was going to be crucified. And he said, no, I cannot, I'm not worthy to die the same way that my Lord and Savior died. And so they crucified him upside down. My dear friends, these men died horrific deaths because they could not keep silent they could not stop preaching the Christ they saw crucified and the Christ they saw risen from the dead and psychology actually teaches us this the human mind will refuse to die for something it knows to be a lie so if the disciples and Jesus made up this hoax if it was all a trick if it was all an invention why were these men willing to die for a story they had just made up and the third and perhaps the biggest piece of evidence is the church. When Jesus rose from the dead, people started to gather to worship this God-man who did the impossible, who shook the world by bringing himself back to life. And then churches grew and they exploded right across the whole world. And here we are in 2021, right now as I'm filming this video, there are millions of Christians right across the world. And if you are a Christian and you're watching this right now, tell me where you're watching this from in the world right now. I'd love to hear it in the comment box below. So my question to you, if you're a skeptic, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, why have so many people been touched with this God-man who says that he forgives sinners, who says that he rose from the dead? Why have so many lives been changed? Criminals have been reformed, addictions have been beaten, people have been cured from illnesses, from sicknesses. Jesus Christ is a wonderful savior and all these people around the world have felt the love of God in their life. And I just wanna say to you, if you're watching this video right now, and Jesus hasn't touched your life, I beg you, come to the gentle Saviour, Come to the risen Lord, for he will change you and give you eternal life. And the third and final Bible story that sounds fake but is 100% true is the worldwide flood. When God created the human race, as they grew in number, so did their wickedness. And God looked out at his creation and he was grieved in his heart that men and women had turned from him and had rebelled and done all kinds of wicked things. The Bible puts it like this. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And so because the Lord's heart was totally broken at this people that he'd made, at this people he'd loved, but they'd rebelled against him so much, God punished them by sending his judgment upon the whole earth and a worldwide flood. But before this happened, there was one man, one man, one righteous man called Noah who found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God told Noah to build an ark. And Noah obeyed. So Noah and his family and the animals, each two from each kind, entered into the ark and were kept totally safe while this flood happened. But the rest of the creation, those men and women who had gone their own way, were totally destroyed. And when it was all over, God put a rainbow in the sky and he said to Noah, this is my covenant between man and me. In other words, there was a promise there that God would never again flood the whole earth. Now today, very sadly, the story of Noah at best is seen as a cute little children's story and at worst, it is seen as a myth. But is there any evidence that there really was once a worldwide flood across this earth? Now, am I the only one who finds it absolutely fascinating that 71% of our world is covered by water. Now what scientists will tell us, they will say, well actually the way this world got water, water first came from asteroids and comets that were covered in ice and they fell down to earth. But I think a more logical, perhaps I'm wrong I'm not a scientist, but I think a more logical conclusion could be this, that because of the water cycle that goes back from precipitation to evaporation to condensation, because this cycle goes over and repeats itself over and over again, doesn't it make sense? that a huge remnant of water is left behind after this worldwide flood. But something else that blows my mind is there are actually billions and billions of dead things buried beneath layers and layers of sediment. There are even fish, fossil fish, that have been caught trying to eat another fossil fish. Perfectly preserved in time. But what else could cause this apart from a rapid burial caused by a global worldwide flood? It's very interesting, isn't it? And it's not just fish that have been perfectly preserved. You will find full, complete dinosaur skeletons, other kinds of animals that are found, again, all in the same area. And common sense would say that really wouldn't happen normally. Because suppose a dinosaur died, you would get all kinds of different scavengers taking bits of the dinosaur to different parts and it would be all scattered across different areas. But instead, no, the bones are found together in one Place. So, what else is a logical conclusion for all of this but a sudden worldwide flood which buried all of these animals and preserved them perfectly? beneath the ground. But my dear friend, above all, never forget this. The ark is so much more than geology and science. No, the ark represents Jesus Christ. Just like Noah and his family when they got in the ark, they were protected from the judgments of God. So anyone who puts on the Lord Jesus Christ, anyone who is covered by the blood that he shed at the cross that washes away all of our sins is protected from the judgment that will one day come and the judgment will not be water my dear friends but the judgment of god will be in fire the bible says this and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire now You probably already knew this about me, but I'm not the smartest man in town. And as I touched on science, I'll be honest, I've been out of my depth today. I'm no scientist. But even though I'm not the smartest man in town, there is one thing I know. I know that some of you watching this video right now, if you died right now, you would end up in that lake of fire. And my dear friends, that absolutely terrifies me. So I plead with you. I'm a street preacher. I'm not too proud to beg. I plead with you. I beg you today. Run into the arms of the gentle saviour, the son of God who died on that cross for you, who said, I'll take the punishment for your sin. But if you reject him, well then God will say, no, you will take the punishment for your sin for all of eternity. So come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Have your sins forgiven. Be clothed in his righteousness and know the love of God, the One who created you the one who knitted you together in the womb know him as your Lord and God and worship him today now one more thing before you go I do wonder if there's someone watching this video and you're thinking what is hell like Joe well if that's you Please go and watch this video. I do admit it is one of my longest videos, but I do think it's very important that every single one of us watches this and considers what is hell really like. And if you would like more Bible teaching, please do consider subscribing. We'd love your friendship here at Off The Curve Ministries. God bless you all and thank you for watching.